Wowzers. Get ready, ladies and gentlemen, for yet another consciousness expanding, cosmos exploring, star people enlightening experience. Here on Inspirato Projecto, we are going to be interviewing Heather Fraze, a woman I met through the Harmonic Convergence. If you've been listening to the podcast lately, there there are quite quite a few people that you've heard from so far that I met through the Harmonic Convergence during the Zoom after parties. If you'd like to join these people, if you'd like to join us in these conversations, they're happening 24 hours a day. You can go in there. If you are uh, find yourself... If you fancy yourself a spiritual person, someone who has seen extraterrestrials, been abducted by them, uh, have any sort of superpowers whatsoever, go to, uh, I believe it's conversation.cc. Oh, here it is. Well, well, here it is. The conversation. Theconversation.cc. There's a link on there to a Zoom. You can go right in there. Everybody is just so accepting. So good. So many wonderful people. So without further ado, and definitely without further adonts, here we go. Hey, Kurt, this is Richard Wilson from Mad Shelley Films, and we have a message for you. This, this is Mad Shelley Films, and you're listening to Inspirato Projecto Radio. Listen, I don't have much time, but do you feel like you're going out of your gourd? Are you, do you have the cabin fever? Have you run out of Netflix to watch? If, has the thought occurred, hey, you know what? I can make funny stuff. I've been watching TikTok. I've been watching all the social networks and seeing what kind of creativity is coming out. I could create that. Hey, you know what? I wish they made a podcast about this. Well, you know what? You can make your own podcast. Go to anchor.fm. Go to it, please, right now. Make your own podcast. It's the lazy person's way to make stuff. You can make little segments. Uh, you can put music on there, found sounds, babies laughing, neighbors throwing frisbees, uh, uh, your friends playing guitar. Ah, it's so good. Anchor.fm. Please get this and find me, Inspirato Projecto. Let's be friends. Okay? Anchor.fm. Excellent. I'm so happy to have you here. Check one, two. Oh, yeah. All right. So, folks, we're talking to Heather Fraze here. Um, I met her through the Harmonic Convergence, the after parties, the Zoom after parties that they would have at around 6 p.m. Um, Pacific Standard Time. And uh, I'd meet a lot of really interesting people in there. And so Heather uh, said that she has had some some unique experiences, and I really wanted to dive into that. And um, ideally what will happen through this conversation is that this will inspire others to want to uh, feel like first of all they're they're not alone, and th- that there are other people out there who have these experiences. And uh, I think a lot more people are waking up to these things. And uh, it's just an honor for me to be able to be one of of many media outlets that'll you know support this and and, and put this out there. So Heather, okay, so you so at a very young age you realized that you had past lives. Yes, I didn't know at the time that they were past lives because to me, it just felt a part of my reality already. And, um, you know, what I was telling you earlier, and for those of you out there that feel hesitant about sharing your spiritual experiences, is that when we've had a past life where we have been um, condemned or murdered for our spiritual beliefs, it makes it, it ingrains a fear into our soul, into our DNA about sharing our spiritual experiences. So a lot of old souls are experiencing that right now. Um, 
we're waking up, we're having greater connection to source and our past lives and all these mystical experiences. And then there's this fear blocking us from sharing due to our past life trauma. So I myself have been working on releasing that by reminding myself that it is safe to share, that the planet is ready to hear um, about these experiences. So one of these you were saying, so what are, what are a few of them? Um, I'd like to go through each one, one by one for whatever you can remember of them. Um, what are, what are some of these past lives that you've, that you've experienced? Yeah. So at about age seven or eight, that window was closed and it was almost like I couldn't remember anymore. And then in 2014, I was in a, a shop in the Florida Keys, a mermaid shop. And I was drawn to this book called The Instruction. And there's one next to it called The Transformation by Ainsley McLeod. And he's a past life healer. And I read his book and immediately contacted with him and did a reading. And when he did the reading over the phone, I was in Florida, he was in Seattle. I went into a trance-like state and I was able to see almost like a movie, my experiences in my past lives. So I was in the War of the Roses. Um, and uh, let me back up a little. Usually when you're doing past life healing work, you're taken to the lives that are the most traumatic so that you can heal on a soul level and move forward in this life. So sometimes it's not fun to hear the past life stories because they're the traumatic ones. Um, so I don't know if that's the right vibe for you right now, but just vague. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. So in the War of the Roses, I was on my way home. Uh, the war had ended and I was on my horse and on the way home and happy to see my family. And then I was um, kidnapped essentially and tortured and uh, bled to death in a barn. And so in this life, how that manifested is I, I, before I had that reading, I had a really big fear of blood and bleeding, like to the point where I'd have panic attacks. And that's all related to that past life. And once I saw that that's why I had that fear, that fear was eradicated. I no longer have issue. Um, another past life is that I was, I guess you could call it was a gladiator in Rome. And I was asked to fight to the death one of my dearest friends and I refused. And so they hit me with a metal mallet. They broke my jaw and they put me in jail. I ended up dying in jail. And how that manifested in this life is that when I would go into a space of fear, I would get this terrible jaw pain that, you know, I was diagnosed with TMJ. And that, which is, um, oh, I forget the medical term for it, but it's basically just a tight, painful jaw. And uh, there was no resolution to that pain until I saw that past life. And I have not had pain in my jaw since then. Um, and, you know, I was drawn to acupuncture and Chinese medicine in this life before I knew that I had a past life as a, as a monk in Tibet. Um, so I'm now an acupuncturist and a Chinese herbalist in connection with those masters um, that I was with in that past life. Let's see what else. I had a past life in Finland where I was um, in an orphanage and I was the oldest of all the kids and I got all the kids together and we left the orphanage in the middle of the night in the snow to get to a monastery because we were being abused. Um, how that is manifested in this life is I feel a strong calling to help lead people out of traumatic events and situations. And so a lot of my work as a healer has been um, trauma healing. Wow, astounding. <laughs> yeah. Astounding. And then you were saying you were saying that there was another one where you where people tried to per persecute you because they thought that you were a witch. Yes, yes. Um, that was in Africa. And um it was kind of a warring of the tribes. Like there was a peaceful, very spiritual tribe. And then there was a domineering, aggressive, patriarchal tribe. And they actually came and they burned down our entire village. And I was try I survived, but I was trying to um, save the children and I could not save them all. And, uh, so that manifested two things in this life. For a long time, I would always go into fear if I couldn't get something done quick enough. Like it felt kind of like a life or death situation sometimes, even just like finding my keys. It didn't make any sense. Like, why are you having this anxiety about this? Oh, it's because, 
in the past, when I couldn't do something quick enough, people perished. And so um, that was released. But um, I believe that old souls have many lifetimes where they've been persecuted or their tribe has been persecuted for spirituality because um, people that want to be domineering and controlling, they know that they cannot be in control of somebody that's connected to source. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, it's so interesting because I've, I've gone down this rabbit hole watching uh, Dolores Cannon videos and reading her books. And she she was she had stumbled upon past life regression. And um, it's interesting. Yeah, exactly what you're saying. It's it's so crazy how someone goes in there to try to heal their heal themselves with their migraines. And then she takes them back to a time in the medieval times where they were like bludgeoned to death uh, by someone. And, and that spirit just kind of held on to that. Um, and that's why they got the migraines. And then once they recognize that and they go, okay, you can leave now, you know, you don't have to hold this grudge or, you know, however she describes it, like, okay, you can leave now. Now all of a sudden away goes the the migraine. So it's really, it's really intriguing that you were able to make these connections and that it resonated with you at such a high level where now that when you find yourself coming across those similar situations, you go, oh, okay. I know where the, you know, where the domino began. I know where it where it first uh, where it first started, and um, gosh, you know this just sounds like a practice. The past life regression stuff sounds like it would be such a wonderful. Imagine how many people could just instead of going to a therapist for decades to try to get over stuff, if they could just go through a past life regression, see what all that stuff is all about, see what it's really rooted in, and go, okay, you know what, that doesn't have a hold over me anymore. There's there's no more reason for me to 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 be fearful of that anymore because that was its own particular time that was way back then now is now and um absolutely it must just feel great for you to go okay cool wow i can get past this like you go okay i'm terrified that i can't find my keys now and then you go oh and then the next thought is oh i know why it's because of this absolutely. now i can relax <laughs> absolutely and the fascinating part about it for me is like as soon as you see it you know it, for me it comes kind of like a movie um, when I'm in trance, but as soon as I see it, that fear is eradicated. I no longer, like, without much effort at all. And I have to give credit to Ainsley McLeod because he opened that door for me. Um, and I believe healers have this, this ability to kind of open a gateway. And once now that I'm through the gateway, now I can see um, other people's past lives when they come to me with trauma. Uh, and yeah, I'll tell you most of the time, Chronic pain that's not related to injury is a past is past life pain. Oh my gosh, that that is just that's yeah that inexplainable thing that doctors are like, well, we can't we can't quite figure out why you always got these stomach pains, or we can't always you know we can't figure out why your knee is the way it is, and then you end up finding out, oh well, that's because maybe this person was you know stabbed or something long ago in the stomach, or 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 something terrible happened in their knee long ago, and. Um, so when people come to you with their with their traumas, you wow, this is so interesting. So as a result of you being uh, shown and stepping through the gateway of showing be, being shown your past lives, you you can also um, help out others in, in kind of figuring out what their past life was and um, helping them get over that trauma. Yes, but um I'm, I want to say I'm in the beginning stages of this uh, this gift because as of now, it's not really in my control when I can and can't see a past life. I'm only able to see it, and it only comes to me if that person is ready. So even if I might have an intuition that someone's back pain, say, is from past life, if they're not ready, their spirit guides will not come through to show me. Incredible. Yeah. And the first time it happened... Um, you know, I was comfortable seeing my own, but I'd never tapped into another. I was working on a colleague of mine in acupuncture school, and we were in a private room. Nobody was around, and I accidentally took her into a past life. I gave her her acupuncture needles, and we were trying to resolve this anxiety that she had about somebody breaking into her apartment. It was kind of irrational. Like, she, no one's ever broken into her apartment before. She's, you know, never been in that situation, but uh, lived in this constant panic, and she... Her whole body started tremoring, which in, in Chinese medicine, when you're tremoring like that, it's a release. It's actually a good thing. 
And she said, Heather, I see these, these men all around me that they broken in and they, you know, abused me. And I, you know, this hasn't happened in this past life, but I can see it. And I brought in my Chinese master. I'm like, help me. I'm like, I don't know what's going on, you know? Um, but in a way that was spirit doing that uh, in a safe space where we all were on board to have that experience. We all trusted each other. Um, wow. Yeah. I love it. Definitely people have to be open to it. Cause if there's someone who is, I guess more of, you know, not, not open to, to the possibility of source working through us and working for us. Um, and let's say maybe if they're more controlled by the news or, or kind of in a practical mindset, it, it's going to be, tricky uh, sometimes for these folks to uh, break through those uh, those other systems that are kind of in place so it's interesting how they say when the when the student is ready the teacher uh, you know the teacher arrives <laughs> and so it's interesting how you you get that vibe from people that when they're ready well then you go okay well here's here's what's going on with you and it's it's so intriguing I mean now that now that she has uh, your friend is or uh, that person you were working on with the acupuncture now that they have experienced that ha has that sort of um, um, uh, nullified their their worries about people breaking in yes completely subsided for her gosh that is incredible yes and you know so part of this being ready is the last thing you want to do is bring somebody into more fear fear is like the lowest vibration you don't want to cause any fear in your patients or right um and so that's really the reason that they don't come through they don't want to scare people that really aren't ready to hear that they've had past lives so incredible so so um so since then you have you also had if, if i if i understand correctly you've also had visitations from other from extraterrestrials from the star people yes i have um, so my experiences with star people started in 2011 in Shelter Cove, California. I had met a soulmate of mine, somebody I have many past lives with, who is now deceased. His name is Eric. And we were in a romantic relationship. We we're actually engaged, I believe, at this point. And we moved to this new spot that was right overlooking the Pacific Ocean, very peaceful, very kind of middle of nowhere. And I'm sitting inside making dinner and he says, Heather, Heather, come outside. My star, you know, my star family is here. And I'm thinking, what? Like, you know, did he take some LSD or like what? <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, like, so I come out and I see these what looks like stars, but brighter. And they're, they're. Oh, how do I explain it? It's kind of like a sphere, but like rotating quickly with different colors of blue and red and purple. And you can just tell that they're moving, that they're not stationary. And then they got three of them and they got closer and closer and closer. And then they just disappeared. And yeah, that was my first experience. And so Eric and, and I was scared and Eric was in a very happy, calm place. He said, oh yeah, they visit me all the time. They've been visiting me since I was a kid. He says, I have a chip in my finger. And when I was a kid, I used to try to bite it out and they would always come at night and put a new one in. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, and he had this brown chip in his thumb. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, wow. There are a lot of those reports of people who have, you know, uh, those little, you know, those little chips somewhere on their body. And, uh, uh, it's, it's, I met a guy one time who was a surgeon. He, his name was Dr. Roger Lear. And he talked about how he goes, if there ever was a smoking gun for, for, uh, you know, for UFOs out there for the extraterrestrials, he goes, I've got them. He goes, if you go to my laboratory, you can see the things people come to me. They, they, Notice that there's some strange little metal object in their arm or behind their ear or something, and he he gets them out of there. You know, and with their equipment, they notice there are these little electrical impulses. But then once he, um, op when he would operate, then the electric impulse would disappear, and they'd put them in these little petri dishes. And oh, it's 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 a really interesting thing. There's a whole there's a whole YouTube series of him uh, doing surgery on these folks, uh, where you can see this. So 
Now, back to Eric. He he said that they would re- so he would as a kid he would try to bite it out, yeah. bite it out and then they would return each night and give him a new one. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. They're like, "No, that's that's supposed to stay in there. That's supposed to stay in there." Yeah. So so it was so natural to him, huh? That the, that they would just show up and I mean, did he ever describe what they looked like or anything? No, I mean, to my understanding, they always came to visit him just in the ships, that they did, never came out and physically, you know, being to being, that they would just come as lights. And then for the next, you know, couple years of our relationship, they they visited us frequently, and especially in times of great emotional disturbance. Um, they came as like a, as comfort. Um, and then when we split up, they stopped visiting me. But then after he passed away, they started visiting me again. Wow. Okay. Okay. So this is interesting. Okay. So let me, let me get this timeline down. So there's that first time you saw them. And then how many times did they visit, visit you and Eric when you were with him, when you were together? I mean, I'd say they'd come like once a month. It really depended. I, I noticed that it depended on where we were. Like they needed to feel comfortable that they could show up without being seen by others. Mm-hmm. You now, for instance, when we were in a really remote area of Costa Rica, they came to visit a lot. And then, you know, we were in Florida and they didn't come at all. And we were in a, like a bigger city. Um, but it's not just that you see them. It's like you have a feeling that they're there before you see them. You're like, oh, I, I think I need to go outside. Like, I think the star, the star beings are coming. Wow. And when we broke up, um, that connection got severed immediately. Like I... I, the feeling I get is that they continued to visit him. And then when they, when he passed, they were like, okay, I guess we're going to go back to visiting her. I don't know. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. This is incredible. Okay. So, so what was that first time like when they visited you and you're totally not expecting this to happen? I mean, where were you? What was the setting? Yeah. In another remote location? What, what are some of the, help me see the scene here. Yeah, I'll never forget that because um, he had passed away. And at that point, I was in another relationship, but it was still really sad, you know, obviously to lose him. Um, And my partner at the time was not supportive of me grieving his death for various reasons. And I was up at like two in the morning crying and just beside myself. And I went outside and I sat on the the steps outside the house. This is in Isla Mirada, Florida, like on an island in the Florida Keys. And it's two in the morning and it's everything's really dark and the, and the sky is really dark. Like the moon isn't out and, you know, there's barely any stars. And, and they came and this, and it was one, one shit came and it came really, really close. Like it looked like it was, I don't know, like just across like the other side of the island. Like if I had walked across the island, like it would have been there or something. Um, and the message I got from them was that you know everything was going to be okay and that they were there for me and um you know basically not to worry and this like wave of calm washed over my body and i just knew that he was okay in that moment i knew that eric was okay and that um you know that i would see him again someday wow i find it quite intriguing that the the connection between you grieving eric and them showing up was really quite synchronistic in itself yeah and now did you did they did that ship look familiar to you from the other times you saw a ship in the sky yeah it looked the same as the others before the ones that i see and i do believe that different star families visit different people and so that's why we see different kinds of ships um and the ones that i see always look the same and uh what i didn't understand is why it used to always be three and now it's usually just one ship um interesting yeah interesting now are are you would you is there any chance that you'd be able and not you don't have to do it right now but if there's any way that you can draw um you know in any any way you know i don't don't care if it's a scribble i don't care if it's just sketched or however detailed you want to make it i would love to um see you know a picture of of what that looks like as you know the ships that you're used to seeing yeah. So that's just a side note. I would I would be so honored to see what that looks like. Um, the other thing is, okay, so I just heard you say that 
when you were with Eric, it was usually three ships. And then after that, the first time that they visited you, it was only one ship. Now, how many other times <laughs> have they visited you from that time that you were grieving Eric and they showed up to you and, uh, you know, between then and now, how many other times have they showed up? Yeah. So between 2016 and 2020, I mean, I'd say I've seen them maybe a dozen times, not as frequently as when I was with Incredible. Yeah. And the same thing, they always came when I was upset. Um, even when I moved up to Miami, uh, they, they came to visit, which I was surprised because usually they don't come in a highly populated area. Whoa, whoa. What was the area like? Help me see that. What was the area like where they showed up? So I was living in Coral Gables, which is kind of a more naturey part of Miami. Um, I was living in a old two story, like used to be a hotel with a little pool in the back. And I was sitting outside my front door, kind of looking up at the sky over the, over the pool. And they came like straight, straight down above the, above that property. Um, wow. it usually so, when okay. I see them move, it's like, they're coming like straight towards me or they're coming straight down one of the two, like the. And yeah. And how, how far are they usually, uh, you know, how, how far are they usually, uh, is it usually kind of a similar distance? Um, uh, I mean, I got like a few questions packed into this one. How, how far are they usually away from you? Um, um, how close have they been to you? And then the other question would be, have you seen any of them through the windows? If there were any windows? Um, I don't know how to gauge how far they are because I think, in reality, um, like distance doesn't, isn't real for them. And so, it, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I guess the feeling is that they're close enough that they're over the town that I'm in, if that makes sense. Like, you know how we can all see the moon and we can all see the stars, but mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. that they're close enough that only people in Coral Gables would have been able to look up or only people in Island or on that Island would be able to look up and, and, it, and seems that they have control of who can see them and who can't, that they can veil themselves, that they can, um, they can make themselves appear closer or further than they really are by, by how they're shining the light that they're wow. coming to me in the way that they want to be seen that might not at all be the physical reality. Incredible. Wow. So in a sense, they can tune in to that person's particular reality experience without other reality experiences actually seeing them. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure about that. I still have questions about that, but that's the feeling I get is that, um, yeah, they have some kind of control of so, what, what kind of plane they're, you know, uh, they're operating on. So if I'm tapped into my 5D reality, then I can see them. But if I'm all tethered down in the 3D, and you know what happens when we get really emotional, when we're going through grief and all of that, we are, you know, those feelings are deep and they're profound. And we're, we're on another level when we're experiencing that, I believe. And I think that's why it's easier for them to come through when we're going through profound emotional experiences. Wow, that's such a great way of putting it, because I've often had the theory that whether whether no matter how we're crying, whether it's tears of joy, whether it's tears of sadness, that's touching true truth right there. That's um, that's a piece of the source kind of speaking through us. And, and it's, so it's interesting to hear you say this. Did you now have you been in? So in. OK, so with the situation in Miami. Did you have you talked to other people or uh, uh during these sightings where you've gone, Hey, did you happen to see something up there? Or was this something where you go, where you just thought, well, this is my own private gift and I don't really need to ask any, anybody else. No, you know, um, all the times they visited, I've been alone. Um, it's not like I was with a friend or like, you know, the times I was with my partner, he would be asleep. And so it's not like I could like nudge someone and be like, Hey, do you see that too? And I think they do that on purpose. <laughs> right. Right. Um, right. But, you know, about the crying, I, I totally agree with you. It's funny. In acupuncture school, my colleagues would come to me and they'd be like, Heather, 
my patient needs to cry today. Can you talk to them? Because I have a gift for helping people cry. And um, yeah, it there is something profound happening when people can get to that level of vulnerability. And as far as the windows, seeing them out the windows goes, I never did see them out the windows until after the harmonic convergence. Now they show up. I'm staying in uh, just outside Chicago right now, and there's a skylight in my bedroom. And I'll be laying in bed, and I'll see this flash out the skylight. And oh my God. Yeah, and then I go outside, and then, you know, they're here. And now they're, uh, since the harmonic convergence, it's more than one ship. It's multiple ships. And oh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. When it was the soonest time that, well, okay. What did you, okay. God, now I've got even more questions packed into this. Okay. So did you see them during the harmonic convergence? If not, how soon after the harmonic convergence did you start seeing them? Okay. So prior to the harmonic convergence, like I said, they would visit every once in a while, usually when I was upset and mm -hmm. you know, when I was by myself and um, just as a light and I never had an experience with a being and then as soon as I got to the first day and I saw Mark Sims and we started hewing together, I just knew that something was being opened up. Like my, my um, connection to them and the, uh, the fear, I, I had some fear about interacting with them prior to the harmonic convergence. And I think that's why they didn't get any closer because they knew it made me feel kind of afraid. Wow. And so my fear lessened and then at the end, when we did our, our hewing at night, it was um, 9 p.m. Pacific time. So it was 11 o'clock here in Chicago. I was outside laying on the ground and I had, you know, the computer next to me. I was listening to Mark do the hue and I was hewing with all of you. Um, and a being actually appeared. So if you're ready, I can tell that story. Yes, please. <laughs> yes, please. So this is really profound. Um, I, I want to make sure I don't leave anything out. So I and thank you for there. this gift, by the way. Thank you for this gift. I, oh. I cannot tell you how excited I am to hear. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> um, so I went out and we're hewing, and I want to say about a quarter of the way through the hew of the twenty minutes, I was feeling fear again, and and I was trying to breathe and like not have fear. And Eric showed up. So I do have connection to the other side. Like my brother's passed and Eric and I, I communicate with them sometimes and I talk to my spirit guides, but very rarely do they show up in physical presence. Like I can count on one hand how many times that's happened. But Eric, Whoa. the guy who showed me the UFOs to begin with, mm -hmm. showed up and, and he laid down next to me on the deck and was holding my hand and like telling me that it was okay. And the beings started communicating with me telepathically and they were very jovial. Like they were very excited and they were like, okay, like almost talking to me like a little kid. If you can keep your eyes closed for the rest of the <laughs> you, up, you know, and I'm like, okay, okay. I'll keep my eyes closed. Like that can do it, you know, <laughs> you know like, is coming, don't peek, you know? Oh, I love it. And it's like holding Eric's hand. I'm holding Eric's head. And all of a sudden there's a little girl, like obviously my eyes are closed, but I hear this, I see in my mind's eye, a little girl running around the yard saying like, we're not afraid. We're not afraid. And I don't know yet who that being was. I think it's maybe a, a future child of mine, but um, so she's running around the field saying, we're not afraid. Eric's holding my hand. They're telling me, if you keep your eyes closed to the end of the hue, we're going to show up. So I'm hewing and I'm hewing and my voice gets, I'm a singer. And so I'm very connected with my voice and my voice gets kind of hijacked by one of the beings. Uh, it wasn't scary, but my voice started sounding kind of like a didgeridoo. It was making all these low, like strange sounds and kind of um, uh, breaking. You know how like a kid's voice breaks when they go through puberty? It was like breaking like yeah. that. And it was not my own doing in that. I understood that they wanted to experience voice through my body. And so I allowed it. I gave them permission. And it, it was like they were playing around with my vocal cords and um, were very happy about it. And then the hue ended and we were in our silent contemplation and Eric was still there next to me. And they said, you know, they told me to keep my eyes closed because it would be too much if I opened my eyes. I'm a... Uh, auditory and kinesthetic 
more so than a visual person. Like when visual gets involved, I sometimes go to fear. So I kept my eyes closed and a being came and sat right at my head. I would say it was maybe twice the height of a, of a human. And um, they put their hand or whatever the star beings would call that on my forehead as they were sitting above my head. Now Eric's next to me, so they're sitting above my head. They put their hand on my forehead and this wave of calm came over my body and they took out almost like a floppy disk comes out of a computer. They took out like this yellow disk came out of my forehead and replaced it with a like a color I've never seen before, but it's close to like a purple, blue, violet color. And they said, and when they communicate with me, they communicate in feelings that are beyond words. But the feeling of what they were saying was, you've attained a certain level. Like now we're giving you a new transmit, new transmitter. Like basically congratulations. You know, like it was a celebration. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And uh, so he finished that. And then he kind of, I don't know why I'm calling it a he, but the being moved away and I was being, I opened my eyes at that point and there were ships that were lined up like, uh, I don't know what the shape would be. They kind of looked like a flower. Like there was one in the center and then like lines of ships going, going out, like maybe six different lines of ships, just this huge, uh, demonstration but they they were far away like they appeared as stars almost but you could tell by the formation that they weren't stars like they made this very obvious shape but one that if like let's say my neighbor looked up they might not notice and I was being called then to go out into the field behind the house so I got up and I went into the field and a freight train started going by, which vibrates the ground. And they were saying to me like, oh, dance with us, like dance with us to the rhythm of the freight train, like the rhythm, <laughs> them vibrating on the ground. And so I was dancing with them. I could feel them around me, but I, you know, I couldn't see like, uh, they were kind of coming and going as like little flashes of light or shadows. Um, it definitely felt like there were maybe 10 different beings dancing in the yard to the freight train. Um, yeah. And then I, I was blissed out on that for a couple days. I had a hard time coming back to reality. Um, I was exhausted after that experience. I think I slept for, you know, a, almost 24 hours. Wow. Yeah. This is incredible. So with, with any of these times that you've seen ships in the sky, have there been any times where you've seen them in the daytime? You know what? Um, I'll say no, like not to my consciousness, but I'm just learning now from other people from the convergence that when they show up in the daytime, they can mask themselves as clouds. I don't know if you've heard this. You know, it's so crazy you said that. It's so crazy you said that because a couple days after harmonic convergence, I was like, oh man, you know, I haven't, as far as I know, I haven't seen any, any crafts in the sky. And I saw, I saw one of those clouds that I see on the internet where it looks like it's in the shape of a huge UFO. Like, and and it was the first time I'd ever seen one of those kinds of clouds. First time I'd ever seen one of those kinds of clouds. And for some reason, I, I it was recognizable in my brain of like, oh, I've seen pictures of that kind of cloud where people think that might be a UFO. But I, 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 I like, I kick myself for not taking a photo of it, for thinking, oh my god, they were disguising themselves. They were, they were, they were, they were hiding themselves as a cloud. And I didn't learn about that till the next day when I had when I interviewed uh, Adele Summer who um, has a history of seeing, uh, seeing, you know, paranormal things in, in the daytime. And she's like, oh, yeah, they, they can hide as clouds. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I did not, that means I just saw the day before. I just saw one. Oh, my God, what the heck? That's beautiful. <laughs> so have you seen those kinds of clouds in the sky? Have you seen them where you're like, okay, that looks like UFO, but that's a cloud. Yeah, you know, I've been trying to pay more attention to the clouds because I never did before. Like sometimes I, you know, obviously you look at like, oh, that shape, that shape could be a sign or whatever for my spirit guides. But it's hard for me to believe that the clouds are ships for some reason. Like my my analytical mind is having a hard time let, like letting that go. But I do think I have noticed a few times like the entire sky is clear and there's one cloud. Like, how is that? Like one mm-hmm. kind of shaped cloud. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 
And what a great way for them to camouflage themselves. I mean, heck, if they can just kind of appear and disappear at will and and uh, uh, play with our senses. Uh, I mean, it sounds to me like they're not really <laughs> they're 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 not uh, beholden to our space time continuum. Um, they can just blip around uh, from from location to location. And, and you know, I guess <laughs> I, I guess it wouldn't be out of the question for 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 them to also be able to disguise, to camouflage themselves as clouds and, and fly around without causing alarm or, or freaking people out. I mean, it's, it's quite possible, you know, I mean, heck, if, if they can show up at, at your head and, and pull out a floppy disk and put a brand new one and level you up, like it's a, like it's a video game uh, and dance with, dance with you in the field, then, you know, I guess it totally could be possible for them to disguise themselves as a cloud. Yeah. Um, there's a really good documentary that uh, is on Netflix right now. It's called Unacknowledged. And what's interesting was um, I started watching it and I didn't realize d uh, Dr. Stephen Greer, who does the CE5 meditations, it's his. He's the guy who produced uh, wow. it on Netflix and I'm like what the heck it's Stephen Greer man oh my god the dude who's totally responsible for Mark Sims you know uh meeting with Tej Bar and 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 the whole harmony of convergence if it wasn't for that Stephen Greer guy diving into his in his passions and trying to figure out the best way possible to communicate with the Star family um I I would not know who he is and we would not have all experienced the 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 blissfulness that we we experienced during the harmonic convergence. So I would say, if you got Netflix, check it out. Unacknowledged. It's 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 mind blowing because um, they they actually have interviews with the mortician who who worked on the beings at the Roswell crash. Site. Oh wow! It's 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 amazing. All these documents. I mean, oh wow! It's it's just it's just mind blowing. So so okay. So since that time with with them you know um arriving to you during that during that last night of harmonic convergence how many times have they showed up did you say since then um well if i go outside and at night and i'm intentional about wanting to see them they'll come um more so I've been practicing connect. I'm trying to let them come through through my voice. So I've been practicing doing the hue and allowing them to take my voice over. I've been more focused on that than visual sightings mm -hmm. because I'm curious if eventually maybe I can channel messages from them. Good. Um, yeah. So wow, uh, and then to make those into songs would just be phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I have been writing songs recently that feel. Like they're coming uh, not from me. And I, I've been writing these songs, full songs in 15 minutes. Usually it takes me months to write a song. Uh, so something's happened. Something's cracked open or I was given the new transmitter or what have you. And um, I was really out of whack for a while after it first happened. Like the leveling up is is so overwhelming. My telepathy is off the charts. You know, um, even when I'm in a Zoom room with, at the conversation, I can hear like what people are thinking that they're not saying and stuff, you know, so it. Wow. Um, yeah. And that's how wow. human beings are evolving. We're all telepathic. We're all psychic. We, we, we all have that capability. It's just about um, taking off the layers that prevent us from accessing it. Um, right. Cause we've had years of brainwashing that kind of tells us to look outside of ourselves and, to you know, put our focus on other things. Um, gosh, not just, just in this life, but in many lifetimes, we've been silenced, we've been uh, abused, we've been jailed. All of this. This is the um, what is the word I'm looking for? But like awakening doesn't even seem good enough a word for what's happening. <laughs> you know, it's. It's interesting. Dolores Cannon, through the through her uh, hypnosis techniques, she, she calls it quantum healing hypnosis techniques. Through each of these techniques, through all these different people in all these different towns and cities uh, and states, um, they would start talking to her about the new Earth. Do you know? Do you? What do you know about the new Earth? I don't. I don't know the specific theory about that. Well, the thing. The idea is that, and, and I, 
it, it's so interesting. Once once COVID hit and I started seeing what was going on here, I thought, whoa, are we on the precipice of the new earth forming here? Because um, through through those, well, I'll say through those channelings, um, it was revealed that there will be, there, there's basically a, a template of, of another earth that, um, and I know it sounds, you know, crazy and strange and just out of whack but the idea is that those who are stuck in looking at the illusions of what's going on right here um and and being so fully immersed in the human aspect of what's going on out there in the world those people will stay on one earth they'll stay on the earth that's full of uh fighting and uh competition and uh uh just 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 all the low vibrating you know anger and just all that stuff screaming and yelling and then and then the the sort of enlightened folks the folks that are are bringing about this change will then transfer over to the new earth and many people have asked her well how how is this possible does this mean that i will no longer see my friends or family or anything like that and she said it's more of like a parallel universe type of thing where we we will transfer over into that new earth you know feeling totally like it's a whole brand new thing but but the other version of ourself will will kind of be with the people they'll think that it's us um but it's really uh it's not. It's a, a sort of a different version of us, I guess. Yes. And uh, so it's it's really quite interesting that this stuff is happening, uh, especially with things like TikTok and Instagram. More and more people are getting that information out there about five D, about channeling, about past lives, about the star people, and it's so exciting. It's so cool mm. to see more and more of this conversation that's happening, and more and more people coming out and talking about this and feeling unashamed or or not worried about what the consequences are going to be and really just, you know, letting the dam break, so to speak, which is why I really value and appreciate what your, you know, your, your bravery and, and <laughs> courage and, and really um, talking about all these astounding things today uh, because uh, I, I envision this is going to wake up a lot of people. And they're going to start having, you know, more of their own sightings or more of their own memories of of their past lives or what they had gone through or magnetizing more people into their lives who enjoy talking about these kinds of things and, and figuring it out together. Maybe they'll start astral projecting. Maybe they'll start um, writing songs faster, just as you've experienced. Now, are the songs that you're writing um, that are that you feel that you're kind of channeling, are they uh, are you noticing are they? similar subjects they're along the lines of john lennon's imagine um about our oneness and how we must get away from this duality that somehow we're separate or um that we're really all one that everything i do affects you and everything you do affects me um and you know my spirit guides have told me that we don't need to fix the world. We need to disengage from it and re-engage into another reality. Um, you know, voting or, uh, yeah, there's definitely purpose to protesting and we need to do that, but we really need to disengage with the system, with the government, mm -hmm. with money, with all of these limiting uh, systems of scarcity and plug ourselves into the new reality. And that's why it's gonna take off so fast is because we don't need to fix anything. We need to just shift where, we're, where we are. Right, right, diving within. Yeah. Diving within and discovering those, those, uh, those uh, delicious uh, golden giblets that, will, uh, <laughs> that are so shiny, so shiny uh, and nutritious. Now you were saying that you, you can you can talk to the other side, huh? You've talked to your spirit guides. You've uh, had have had conversations with Eric or any. You know, I mean, I'd love to know more about that too. Yeah, so I, I guess I attribute to that being cracked open is when I well, I've had experiences my whole life that maybe I didn't recognize 
were coming from the other side, but it was really evident when I started acupuncture school and I resonated with my master, Dr. Wong. You know, I call him master as in a spiritual master, not like control master. But um, I realized that during class, I could ask a question in my head and that he would answer it without me saying anything out loud. And um, so I started being really aware of my thoughts and and got to this place where I don't think at all unless I'm talking to somebody or I'm writing music. Um, most of the day I spend in no thought. And so when something does come through, I know that it's not coming from me because my mind is quiet. Um, and I talk to my spirit guides every morning. I write, I write to them. I communicate to them like on paper. And then when I'm doing healing work on others, they'll, their spirit guides will come and tell me things, usually simple things like, oh, this, this person needs to be in touch with horses or this person needs to, you know, they're not in a good living environment or whatever I need to know to help them. And as far as the other side, um, I'm in touch with I, like people that have passed, I would say five or six people, six people, um, some of which I call in for comfort. And my, my, my little brother, for instance, just like pops up randomly to, to, to mess with me, <laughs> you know, like um, to joke around. Like I got my mom to try cannabis for the first time recently. And he was like totally excited about that. So he was around. For the <laughs> yeah. Wow. So. Yeah. Wow. So incredible. This is this is just incredible. I mean, you've got uh, a series of books that that could be written and and help out people. Um, and 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 not to mention, who knows how many albums you'll be creating that'll also be helping people. Yeah, it's happening. I'm in the process of recording some of these songs that were written um, since the convergence, and they will be available to the public very soon. Mm -hmm. It's incredible. What are you using to record your stuff? I mean, my computer. <laughs> I'm working on those details. I, I don't know a lot about recording. Um, I've always kind of shied away from that. Mm -hmm. So this is really, and thank you for encouraging me to come here and share with you. Um, it's helping me break down the barrier that somehow I'm going to get in trouble for having these gifts that somehow... I'm going to be labeled as crazy or, you know, one of my concerns was, oh, one of my acupuncture patients could hear this podcast and then not want to come get help from me because I'm too far out for them. But you know what? I need to stand authentic in my truth and what I have to offer. And by doing that, I will attract whoever needs to be in my life, you know? Absolutely. 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 It's, it's incredible, the people that we attract into our lives and we find ourselves really diving deep into becoming the best version of ourselves and the, the true authentic self. It's, it's uh, you know, it's, 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 the analogy has been used so many times. It's like a radio station. And then you start noticing the, or as the old phrase goes, like attracts like. So we, we start noticing the others who get it, the others who are tuned into that same vibe. And it, uh, based on their language, we can really tell where they're um what reservoir they're they're drawing their inspirations from and uh just their normal state of being so it's you know yeah who, who knows what kind of i mean we could have we could have pressed a button here that's going to invite all kinds of interesting um enlightening folks uh along your path and uh and not to mention all the invisible ones that are going to be uh, helping you with your with your albums and, and your books and whatever else you're finding yourself getting into. I mean, um, it's interesting. There's so many times we're taught throughout our lives about, uh, let's say, let's say, for instance, for singing or, or, or being a musician, a lot of times. And it's weird. It's usually it's the artistic stuff. It, it, it's such a crazy lie that we that we hear. Oh, well, this 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 uh, career is oversaturated. You'll never get you know, there's no way you'll have to compete with all these people. Oh, that career is oversaturated. Oh, you know, you know, you have to compete with all these people. The, the funny thing is, is that the, those voices that are telling those, telling us those things are those people who are obviously speaking to us from their own limited belief systems. And on top of that, they're, they're not 
at all, considering the fact that there's room for everybody. There's plenty of room for everybody. There, there's, uh, uh, it's, it's simply, you know, the, gen- the genius is the one who has followed their inspiration all the way to the, well, I'll just say the target that they're reaching. Or um, the geniuses have successfully sort of tuned out the naysayers and, and turned up the volume on on the inspiration and the brightness of that and it's it's really quite amazing it's 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 astounding when we open up our arms to those infinite possibilities of making their ways towards us and helping us out it's 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 amazing as soon as that happens wowzers we start seeing all kinds of um improbable things uh and people shake their heads at you and they go what that's that's impossible how are you doing that that's you know how are you doing that and you're going well I, it's happening <laughs> it's all i know it's yeah. happening right now yeah and it, it feels so good because then it just keeps it keeps proving itself over and over and over again and uh, i just love the fact that you just dove so deep into the surrender and allowance of of letting those inspirations speak through you since the uh, harmonic convergence and the fact that here you are speaking your truth it's it's uh it's so exciting. I mean, I'm feeling such a high vibration right now just talking to you. You know, I I do feel called. Like my spirit guides are literally nagging me that if I don't say this, it won't be good. But um, I want to let your your listeners know that this space that I'm in of connection and bliss now did not come easily. I've been through in my 33 years. I've been through a lot of trauma. Um in the physical body, you know, um, police brutality and domestic violence and emergency surgery and near-death experiences and suicidal depression. And just, I've gone through the darkness um, to get to the light. And so if you are feeling like you're in a dark place, especially with what's going on in the world right now and trying to adjust your reality to a new paradigm, have faith that everything you're experiencing is only a symptom of healing. Your depression, your anxiety, all of it is a symptom of healing. It is your body finding its way to a new vibration. Wow, and I think, you know, to, to, to supplement that, to, to supplement the nutritious information that goes along with that is definitely finding um, YouTube videos that that are um, that that talk about those kinds of things that that help someone navigate their way through um, making sense of becoming the best versions of, of themselves and touching source as often uh, and as as uh, purely as possible. Um, I can definitely say that watching Abraham Hicks, uh, Esther Hicks videos where she's channeling Abraham or. Uh, Daryl Anka, where he's channeling Bashar, or watching Dolores Cannon videos. You mentioned who's the guy that you mentioned earlier, or who's the person you mentioned earlier, who, uh, with the the past life uh, person who who woke you up? Yes, Ainsley McLeod. He's incredible, incredible human being. Ainsley McLeod. Yeah. God. It's so great that there's all this alternative media that's out there. That's it's just going. Look, here I am. <clears throat> I'm I, I, I'm here to talk to you. I, I, for instance, the Gaia Network is just such a great blessing that that thing is out there for people to 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 see. And there's tons of wonderful documentaries on there. About one about rewiring the brain that I've been watching. Um, one about uh, uh, astral projection. Uh, I have tons, tons of just wonderful information that's out there. So it's great that, you know, we are not we are not uh, enslaved to whatever the mainstream media is or whatever is just naturally there on on the TV. Um, In fact, I would say turn off regular TV. Don't watch the news in the morning. Don't watch the the news before you go to sleep. Wake up in the morning and do some meditation or wake up in the morning and and watch some high vibrating YouTube videos or even binaural beats throw on the headphones and get some binaural beats going that that help raise the, the vibration or wake up the third eye. Um, there's just so much wonderful material out there where we that helps us realize that we are not 
um, you know, a lot of times we're, we're very worried about constructing some sort of identity and it's not about being an identity. It's about being identity list. It's about embracing the all that is. And in order to do that, we have to allow ourselves to get away from, uh, identities because even identities are still stuck within a certain, uh, you know, we always hear about the horse blinders and it's, um, it's important to go, okay, well, what can I do to form a relationship with, with the universe, with the all that is? Because there's a heck of a lot more of invisible stuff out there than there is visible stuff. And I'd rather have a close relationship with the invisible stuff because um, that's, uh, that's what's making the trees grow. That's what's making the, the, the wind blow and the, and the clouds fly around and all that stuff. Yes. Which, by the way, I think Ainsley McLeod is just such a great name. The fact that he's McLeod and that clouds morph and they show you images and things, um, these lofty ideals and these things that you wouldn't normally see um, with anything else. Um, and, and in a sense, he's bringing like Dolores Cannon, one of her in, in the past life regressions, she's like, okay, this person came off the cloud. They came down from the cloud and they entered this scene and they came off the cloud. She was always talking about how they came down from the cloud and, um, and then there they are, there they are in their, in their, you know, in their past life. Now, did you, have you been given any, uh, uh, insights as to what your future self is doing? Yes. So, um, I had a vision of my business will be called peaceful ethos. I don't even know if I want to call it a business, but um, to start a peace caravan um, of people traveling through spiritual spots on the country, that's going to be happening soon, I believe. Um, my ultimate vision is to uh, be a part of a sustainable living community where we also have a healing center. Um, it's time to heal each other and the planet. And because we're all connected, it, it we just need to heal so that we can see it. Um, Gosh. So brilliant. So brilliant. Are there any other elements? We have about three minutes left here. What are there any other uh, things that you, that you're feeling that um, your spirit guides are telling you or that you, you meant to talk about, but you didn't get a chance to talk about? Well, I want to thank you for your voice. Um, your presence at the Harmonic Convergence was definitely noticed, and um, you definitely have a gift. So I'm just ecstatic to see you using it. Um, your excitement is contagious. And uh, thank you. So thank you for that. And let's see, let me ask them um, is there anything else? Just um, like you were saying, tapping into information that makes you feel connected, like the videos. But also, I encourage people to reach out to other humans at this time. A lot of people are obviously isolated because of the pandemic. And, you know, even if they're a stranger, if you feel called to reach out and say, hey, you know, Heather, I'm, I'm having this experience. You want to send me a message on Facebook or something? Go ahead. Uh, it's time to connect with our our tribe, our soul family that we've been here with before, um, because we really need to work together. We need to practice our collective consciousness so that we can raise the vibration. So um, that's why I'm passionate right now, working at uh, theconversation.cc. We're hosting free-flowing conversations there all the time and um, doing spontaneous group healings on people that show up. and. This is none of this has been planned. This is all just divinely unfolded since the harmonic convergence. I had no idea um, how profound a shift would happen after that, after Mark Sims and everything that team did. So, so much gratitude for that team, um, for all the people that have come together since then. Um, it's impacted me greatly. I'm very grateful. Wow. And it just feels so good to be in that vibration. It's so it's been said that that is just the natural vibration. That's the natural state that we are actually born to be in is is that that uh, whenever we feel excitement, whenever we feel joy, whenever we feel that thrill, that's, um, you know, a step closer to, to, to putting our finger 
on on source uh, on that 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 pure vibe that's emanating and uh it just ooh, it feels go- so good especially when you're talking to even one other person but then you imagine three or four or five or six other people who are all tuned into that into that harmony and lifting each other up encouraging each other and um giving them tools and uh, advice and ideas as to how to better tune into becoming the best version of themselves and Oh, it just it just feels so good. And that 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 uh, 10 days uh, harmonic convergence, waking right up and going to sleep at night all day long, just feeling that high vibration. Oh, man. Yeah, it was like, wow, this is so natural. This is the way this is the way life really naturally just ought to be. <laughs> it was just so obvious. It's like, yep, this is this is how life really ought to be. And and then I continue to continue to experience more and more synchronicities. And uh, oh, God. You know, this is the lifetime we've been waiting for. And that feeling you get when you're looking at a mountain or a waterfall, that feeling of inexplicable awe, that is our natural state of being. That is what it means to be experiencing uh, humanity. And we'll get there. I have faith. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. 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 Oh, my God. Heather, thank you so much. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put your... uh, your fa- are, so are you okay with me putting your Facebook uh, 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 contact into the description so people can find you? Yep, time to rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> and also, um, uh, if you happen to have a, do you have a SoundCloud or any place right now that maybe you have posted any of your music? Not yet. That goes back to past life fear of sharing my music. I'm um, just about to break that barrier now. So it will be coming. I'll post it on Facebook when it comes out. Oh, I love it. Oh, wow. Heather, you, you are just so good. You are so good. And who knows how many past lives we've known each other in. I'm sure. Uh, it's just so natural. And uh, wow, you just, you're just you so fun to talk to. Thank you so much for, for giving me and everybody who's listening all these extraordinary gifts of, uh, of information and insight today. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, take care. I'm going to start putting up the descriptions here and then I'm going to, I'm going to jump into the, uh, the conversation.cc to see if, uh, if there's some uh, activity going on in there. I will see you there. All right, cool. All right. Bye. Bye. This is Blythe Baines and you're listening to Inspirato Projecto.